Welcome to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm your host, Jefferson Wolf. Our topic today will be the Exceptional Family Member Program, and I'll be talking to Nancy Burns, the EFMP Coordinator at Fort Lee. As always, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast app, rate us, and leave us your comments or suggestions. Also, you can reach out to us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Army Fort Lee is the handle on all of those. We'd be happy to hear from you wherever you are on the internet. And a shout out to producer Chad Menegay, who's keeping us sounding good as we reach out to you wherever you are in the podcatosphere. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Fort Lee Podcast. Welcome back to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm here with Nancy Burns, the Exceptional Family Member Coordinator here at Fort Lee, a uh, part of the Exceptional Family Member Program. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming out today. Well, let's get right into it. Talk a little bit about how comprehensive EFMP services are and how involved the program is in helping family members with special needs here at Fort Lee. Well, EFMP consists of three components. Um, the first component is our identification and enrollment process. Um, that's when families are identified as having special medical and or educational needs that require a specialty care. Um, and a lot of times this is caught when a family member is conducting an overseas screening for a PCS assignment. There's also the assignment and coordination portion of EFMP, and that is where EFMP Medical works with our military personnel department, and they work closely together, properly coordinating that service member with an assignment that is able to support his or her family's medical needs. And of course, there is my department of EFMP, the family support. Um, we are more of the touchy-feely portion um, of EFMP. We provide resources, whether it's medical or educational. We often um, accompany our families. If you have a child within the special education system, we accompany you to all of those school board meetings, whether it's a 504 or IEP meeting. We're there as an advocate for the family. So those are the three basic components of EFMP, and we all work together to support our military families. And so when we're talking about EFMP, the F is family, so it's not always kids. Sometimes it's a spouse or another dependent, Absolutely. Right? It is always um, either a spouse, a child, and some of our family members, some of our active duty service members, they have other family members that they have either adopted or that they're responsible for. And as long as that family member is a part of their dears, then they can be enrolled in EFMP. So what are some of the benefits of being enrolled in the EFMP? Wow, there are so many benefits out there. Um, the first and foremost is the comfort that that service member can have knowing that when it's time for a PCS or reassignment, wherever the military is taking that service member, they can rest assured that whatever specialty care that their family needs, that installation has it within a certain mile radius. Um, there's also the component knowing that you have an advocate if you have a child that's in the special education system. The laws are always changing. They're always evolving. So you have an advocate within our Army Community Service, EFMP, that's there to accompany you. We're there to explain all the fine print to ensure that that family member is taken care of. And then we also have events, um, various programs, various support groups that we have to support our EFMP community. Two quick questions to build on that. How many folks do you have working in the EFMP office here at Fort Lee? 
Well, currently in our Army Community Service Office, there are two. And in our EFMP Medical Office, they have three personnel. And where do people go to find you? Where is your office located? Now, our office, the family support component of EFMP, is located within Army Community Service, and we are right across the street from Burger King. Our EFMP Medical, of course, is located in Kenner Army Health Clinic on the second floor. So the two groups kind of work together even though they're separate. We do. We always communicate with each other, and we always try to ensure that if one office is not there, one of us will be there to assist our families. So talk a little bit about the activities your office has created to address the EFMP needs for our population here. You know, that has always been a big task, but um, one thing that we found is that we ask our families, what exactly is it that you need? And we're trying to drive the services based on their needs. Um, We always try to have an avenue for our parents. So once a month, our Army Community Service EFMP, we have what we call a meet and greet. That is a chance for our EFMP families to connect and build a community within the Fort Lee community. We often have a guest speaker, um, someone that's there, a subject matter expert, if there's any information that our EFMP families are seeking. And, of course, we have a broad knowledge, but there's nothing like having that subject matter expert come in and guide them through the process. Um, And because we have EFMP children, we also try to meet their needs. Um, During the summer, during spring break, our office, we will have a week of activities for our EFMP families. Um, And we also try to do so many activities during the summer. Um, We've also connected and uh, collaborated with our FMWR, and we have what we call an EFMP movie matinee. Um, The theater is just for our EFMP families, and we try to come as close as we can to a real movie experience for our families, from popcorn to candy um, to snacks, everything for that family. And it's also more of a learning environment. Some of our EFMP families don't really take their children to the local movie theaters. Um, And unfortunately, the world may not always be so welcoming for a family with special needs. But when we're in that theater on post, it's a safe environment. It can be a learning environment for that EFM. Um, So we also try to have, if the school is out for Christmas or Thanksgiving, um, we try to have various activities, whether it's photos with Santa, whether it is holiday extravaganza, where they're able to build and create projects. So our community, our EFM, FMP, we're really trying to meet the needs of our population. So does enrollment in the EFMP continue as families move post to post? If somebody enrolls somewhere else, does that translate to when they come here, when they are going on the way out from Fort Lee to go somewhere else? Does it continue? It does. Um, Once a family has been enrolled, um, all the systems within the military, within our Army, they speak to each other. Um, And within the Army Community Service portion of EFMP, we try so hard to make sure we're taking care of our families as they transition. And we always conduct what we call a warm handoff. Um, If I have a family here at Fort Lee that we are losing, 
I will contact their gaining installation. Um, before that family leaves, we talk to the service member. We do a query. We try to figure out, do you need help with child care? Do you need legal assistance? Are you looking for anything in particular as far as medical? So whatever it is that family may be looking for at their gaining installation, we connect them with that Army Community Service EFMP program and let them know that they're here, and that gaining command will always reach out to them and bridge that gap. So what happens to EFMP benefits after somebody is done with active service when they retire and so on? And so what a lot of our military members may not understand that EFMP is a mandatory enrollment program according to our Army Regulation 608-75. It is mandatory for every active duty service member. But when you have retired, it is no longer a requirement but because it's only for active duty. The process is to make sure we take care of that family doing movement, doing a PCS move. But our office, the Army Community Service Office, we continue to help any EFMP family. Whether you are retired or not, we work with our DA civilians. So our office is there to still offer support and help any way that we can. So the program, they may no longer be part of the program, but they can still reach out to the ACS family of programs for assistance as a retiree. Absolutely. Those resources will not stop on the family support side. So how does being an EFMP family affect the way a PCS goes forward? Does it, how does it limit or, or affect your choice of assignment? I'm so glad you asked me that question. There have been so many myths and, and miscommunication about this process. And EFMP is designed to take care of a service member and their family. It's not designed to shortchange you on any assignment. But the Army realized that in order for our service member to be effective, to be mission ready, to be resilient, you know that your family has to be taken care of. So the military is working hard. We are part of that PCS process. That's why when a family has been identified as EFMP, the EFMP enrollment, all the three components work together. Whether it's EFMP medical, whether it's the military personnel, HR, they work together and look at the mission requirement for the service member. So where we're sending him, they do a thorough background, a thorough search to make sure that need that his family has, it is within a 50 mile radius. And that's not just in the States, but they also take a look at that overseas because there's probably some very remote locations that some of our service members might wind up and be able to take families overseas. Absolutely. And oftentimes those resources are outside of the military community. Mm -hmm. But that's the great thing about EFMP and their components. They're doing their homework. They're doing the due diligence to make sure that family member can be taken care of. And the EFMP process, once a person is enrolled or a soldier is enrolled, it is part of the PCS process. Is that correct? It is. And enrollment, um, once you're enrolled, you're enrolled. But there's an update requirement every three years. We want to make sure that this family member still has this medical need. So there is a need for update. And I can tell you that um, sometimes service members are not aware, but if you have not updated your EFMP paperwork, there will be a flag there will be a red flag and your unit will be notified, hey, this enrollment has not been updated. So we try to make sure we remind that service member every three years, you need to update your paperwork. What happens when someone was eligible for EFMP, but the condition of their family member gets better 
or goes away or is corrected by surgery or medication or whatever? What happens when someone is able to come out of the EFMP program? And of course, there is a process for that. That's the disenrollment process. Um, the same way a medical provider had to identify that particular need, a medical provider will have to document that they no longer have the ailment, um, the whatever the deficiency was, it has been corrected. Mm-hmm. And that is how the disenrollment process begins. And what services does EFMP provide to a family when a service member gets deployed? How does that work? Well, for us, the support doesn't stop. If that family member is staying at the home duty station, we continue. We continue with our monthly emails. We continue reaching out to that family. And most time in deployment, we probably reach out to them more often than we should just to make sure everything is okay. But if that family member has decided that they are going to relocate, whether it's closer to family, what we do is we find an Army military installation closest to that family, and we reach out to them to let them know, hey, you have an EFMP family that is near you. Here's their information. Please reach out to them. So what are some conditions, medical conditions, physical conditions, that most people maybe wouldn't even know qualify under EFMP, but they do? And with enrollment, the thing of it is, is if that family member needs a specialty care, something that they may not ordinarily have at their clinic, it's all about specialty care. It can range from a high-risk pregnancy to a child that has been born with a speech delay or speech impairment. So there is a list um, of things that would have a family member qualify. And we know the big ones, whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, whether it's autism, but there are so many things, even a a vision correctment. um, If they have problems seeing or, or have difficulty hearing, all of those things would qualify a family member for EFMP. How would somebody find out for sure whether they qualify or not? Does it come from their medical provider? Do they need to talk to your office or both or? It would come from a medical provider. Um, and as I mentioned before, a lot of the things that we do find is when a family is getting ready to PCS and the family conducts an overseas screening. Some things they may have already had that medical diagnosis, but they didn't know it would qualify for EFMP enrollment. Speaking from personal experience, when I was on active duty, that's how I found out that my family qualified for EFMP. So I suppose that... If, Anecdotal evidence, right? Absolutely. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some numbers. How many families are enrolled here at Fort Lee, and what, if any, challenges pop up most often? Um, Currently, we have 718 uh, families enrolled in EFMP. And for us, um, there's two big problems that we notice. Um, If you are a service member and your child is in the special education system, it's so important that you bring a hard copy of all of their school paperwork. If they have an individual education plan, it's so important that you bring that because the services that your child needs, you have to have documentation. And we all know that when you enroll your child, all of their records come from their previous school. And as you well know, there's not a school district around here that doesn't have a a shortage with staff. Um, So it may be an emergency to you to get your child's record, but that losing school, they're already swamped. So they're trying to deal with their current enrollment. So um, I always encourage parents, please bring a hard copy of that IEP plan or that child's report card, because until they have hard paperwork, those services are not going to be given to that child. 
Another problem that we see is that um, a lot of our families really don't know the three components of EFMP, and they don't know what office handles what. So a lot of them will come to us for their enrollment. They will share their frustration about their paperwork, and we have to assure them we we are the non-clinical portion of EFMP. We don't handle your medical paperwork. So those are the two biggest, um, I would say, challenges that we see, but we're really trying to educate our families. One of the things you guys are talking about now is EEFMP, a new website. Could you tell us a little bit about how that'll work and and what are the benefits for Army families with special needs members? We are so excited for this new platform. Um, EEFMP is amazing, and it can provide for our families 24-7 updated information. Um, It will eliminate the portion of you having to come into our office, having to speak to us, having to wait for a system to update any information that you're looking for, whether it's updating your EFMP enrollment, whether you're trying to gain information, are we going to PCS here or there, you will gain access to all of that information on our EFMP. It will be real lifetime updated information. And it'll also tell you about your gaining installation. It'll tell you about the medical facilities that they may have. So any questions that our families could have to have this EFMP platform is so empowering to them and we are so excited about it. Is it a CAC driven or is it a password? Can you get to it from home? I guess is the it question. can be both. Okay. We're, it, it will be both in case the spouse wants to access. We know she That's doesn't exactly. have a CAC card. So it, it is supposed to be designed to work with both avenues. So okay. once again, we are super excited about this new digital platform. And does this do anything to streamline care? For the families? It can because, once again, um, when we're looking for care and we know where we're going, it allows the family member, if they want to do a little legwork for themselves, then they already know this is the installation. We can, you know, search around and see if there's something that we have in particular that we want for our family. So, yes, it is definitely going to streamline that portion of care for them. So we appreciate your time today. Before you go, I'd like to find out how someone finds out more about the EFMP uh, who may be interested in it or may think they have a, a, a match to be in your program. Well, absolutely. They can always stop by Army Community Service Office, which is right across the street from Burger King. Um, You can ask for myself, Nancy Burns, or our EFMP Systems Navigator, Charvet Crowner. You can also call our office, um, 734-6388. Feel free to drop by anytime if you have questions. And one thing I would love to say to our service members, please don't be afraid of the EFMP program. We are here to help you and your family. We want you to be resilient. We want you to be mission ready. And that's our job. We're not out to get you or limit your assignments. We're here to support you and your family. Thank you for your time today. Okay, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. And uh, once again, what's the phone number uh, if somebody has a question? For our Army Community Service, it is 734-6388. Okay, thank you very much. Nancy Burns, uh, the Exceptional Family Member Coordinator here at Fort Lee. We appreciate you appearing with us here in the studio. And thank you to everyone listening out in the podcastosphere. We appreciate your time and attention. And we'll talk to you next time when we come back on the Fort Lee Podcast. That is a wrap for this edition of the Fort Lee Podcast. Thank you for joining us and please join us next time.